Hi friends, happy Monday. I hope you're having a great week so far. I can't wait to bring you guys this episode. I know it will be truly useful and relatable as I feel I found it extremely helpful and inspiring. For this podcast, I talk with my nutritionist and health coach, Jessica Malazzo, on healing the self, body intelligence, mindful eating, forming new habits, emotional eating, fighting inflammation, and more. I've been working with Jess for several months now and find her a beacon of intelligence, motivation, and compassion. If you are in the New York, Long Island area and are interested in working with Jess, check out the Community Growth Center at communitygrowthcenter.org. when we last spoke you were a little nervous about food wise um and what you were gonna do so how did you feel in regards to that so honestly I went off keto for about a week and a half Um, okay I just got back on it today and I feel horrible like (laughs) I feel um so I went off keto um, it wasn't last Saturday, but the Saturday before because it was my aunt's 70th birthday and they had reservations to an Italian restaurant and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna eat the meal and then it ended up being that I I went on like a date the next day to get ice cream. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'm just gonna not eat keto until I get back from my vacation. And it's just, it's been really hard. I started back today um, but I, I feel horrible, like all around, like mentally, physically. Um, so I'm excited to get back into it, honestly. Mm-hmm. And how did you feel during the week and a half off of keto? Did you feel sick because you splurged too much or did you feel okay? Like, how did you feel during that week and a half? I definitely splurged. Um, I wouldn't even say on food so much. I had a lot of wine. Um, okay. <laughs> I love wine so much, but, um, yeah, I honestly didn't feel great, uh, especially coming home from Vegas due to like the, you know, the jet lag and everything. I just, I've been so tired, um, just really fatigued and my concentration has been not the best. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling it for sure. I feel heavy, okay. just heavy, like emotionally and physically. Okay. Yeah. And you just went back on keto today or Monday? Today. Today. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, I meant to start back on Monday, but I didn't. I, I just felt like my cravings for sugar were just like crazy. I just wanted all the carbs at once. So um, I went back today finally. Yeah. And so maybe that is your body telling you that you could still be keto but maybe you need a little more carb into your daily routine where you're using complex carbs from sweet potatoes um or squash things like that or maybe a little quinoa and you just watch your portion sizes so you know i I think it's fine or it is fine that you went off keto it's kind of gauging how you feel your best and what is manageable for you to kind of do day in and day out um but for you it's just you know how do you feel how do you feel your best is it on keto or um you know i think that keto could be this spectrum right we kind of look at things as black or white where it's like you're either on keto or you're not on keto you know and it's like you're either eating very little carbs or you're eating tons of carbs and sugar because you're not used to having that carbs and sugar. Um, so kind of, how do you find that balance? And would a balance of keto and some carbs benefit you in a way that you would gain more energy, have less cravings, um, and overall feel better? So it's kind of like you're restarting, right, over a week and a half, which you wouldn't even think that or we wouldn't even think that a week and a half that you would feel so bad going back on keto. Yeah, it's it's really crazy. I feel like keto is night and day, honestly, because I notice I do feel my best on keto. I haven't been on keto for years, but um, since July, and I just feel so confident when I'm sticking to keto. Like, 
I don't feel confident right now. I feel like a big toe. And I just feel, I've heard of like carb cycling where people do that. Not that that's what I'm striving for, but I hope eventually um, I will be able to incorporate, you know, like half keto, some carbs into my diet and still have similar results. Yep. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's definitely manageable and everybody's threshold of carb intake is going to be different. And, you know, where you were when we last spoke, you felt really confident about yourself. You had lost, I think you said over, what, 30 pounds since March? Yeah. It was, yeah, it was a, you had lost a lot of weight. So, you know, you might get to the point where okay now you're gradually going back into keto it's going to take some time to get used to it again and then after a couple weeks maybe two days a week you want to just add in a few more carbs um not ice cream carbs but maybe sweet potatoes or squash but also too you know i know plenty of people that do a paleo or keto lifestyle and they've really maintained their weight and they allow themselves to have pizza once a week. So you kind of have to find your balance in what you enjoy eating. So then when you go off of keto, you don't really go off of keto. Um, But knowing that it's okay as well, right? Because you're enjoying yourself. I think something to look at is, it's important that, you know, it was your aunt's 70th birthday and you were able to enjoy that moment and you were able to enjoy the food with hopefully not feeling guilty about it not being keto. Yeah. Do you feel guilty? Um, I just kind of, yes and no. Like, I don't want to do this anymore where I, I'm like on keto for you know a month and then I take a a week off because at the end of that week I really feel like drained and and I feel like it's that much harder to get back into it um at the party I didn't really feel guilty I did but I was just trying to enjoy myself honestly because I felt like you know I deserve to enjoy myself um but the last few days I was binge eating and I felt very guilty Mm -hmm. yeah so, and, and the binging is, is right, like an indicator of your uh, hormonal imbalance, it could be. It could be you were intaking a lot of sugar, so you're craving more sugar. It's also sometimes the thought that you're going to go back on keto, so you can never eat these foods again. So, that's why we binge eat it. Um, and that's understandable, right? A lot of us think that way. It's normal to think that way. So, now, how do you shift your mindset so it's all about balance where primarily you're going to eat keto um and then if you want to enjoy some ice cream on the weekend and you know you're able to limit yourself to that portion it's kind of like all right I'm gonna enjoy this ice cream I would like this in ice cream at the moment and then my next meal I'm gonna make sure that it's you know full of nutrients and benefiting myself in a healthy way um and, and finding that balance is really difficult for most of us, right? Because it's easier, and this is why a lot of times diets work for a short period of time, because it's easy for us to follow something, right? We have a guideline, we're following it to the T, but then if we veer off a little bit or eat something that's not on that meal plan, we oftentimes feel guilty or we feel like we messed up and we're a failure. So I think it's more about you're not a failure. You could still be keto and eat some ice cream or enjoy a glass of wine. You know, there are certain wines that have lower in sugar. So maybe that's something that you treat yourself to, um, you know, an organic wine that is going to be healthier for you. Now you could also find them that they're not, you know, overly expensive. So maybe you're just going to choose a better wine for you that has less sugar, that might be organic, um, things like that. Or the same thing with your ice cream. If you're going to have ice cream, how could you choose a better quality ice cream? Um, But I think for you, it's going to be 
the most difficult part is how do you find this balance that you've, you felt so good doing keto and you look amazing and you were and the most important, like you said, is your confidence. So that's amazing. And how do you realize for yourself that once you're back on keto, that if you have an ice cream every now and then, or you have some wine, you're still going to feel confident and good about yourself. Um, you're just not doing it for an extended period of time of say a week or a week and a half. And I think that's where you're feeling not so great because anytime we're putting in food, that's not going to necessarily serve us in a positive way for an extended amount of time, you know, even a couple of days or a week that could negatively affect um, the way that we feel. Yeah. And do you, do you think that you were drinking enough water during the week and a half? Like, no, definitely not. I was just, my consumption of liquids was just wine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was so not healthy, but (laughs) no, for sure. I've noticed because my skin is all broken out now and I just, I don't feel happy with myself and it's just hard for me because it's, it's nice to know I always have keto to fall back on, but I have this like deep ingrained fear that when I'm not on keto, I'm fat, you know, and it doesn't yep. feel good. Yep. You know, I, I think for you, it's constantly reminding yourself that you're not fat. You're beautiful. You lost all this weight. Now I know you're not weighing yourself and you don't have to weigh yourself, but you bought yourself new clothes. You're wearing things that you never wore before. So how do you feel in those clothes? Do you feel bloated today? You know, you might, but in a couple of days, maybe you'll feel, you know, you'll feel better. Um, and I think for you, it's going to be, how do you change your mindset to not be so black and white to more how are you going to feel your best um and don't beat yourself up because this past week and a half I would hate for you to think that you're a failure right it's not a failure you're it's more of a learning experience you're taking that week and a half to understand the way that your body feels on different you know, foods and, and alcohol and, and realizing that, okay, if I'm only drinking wine, that's not making me feel good. Therefore I'm going to limit myself. Maybe I have, you know, wine once a week or a glass of wine once a week, or maybe it's two glasses of wine. Um, and realizing that how do you find this balance between things that you, food that you enjoy, like wine, and living this keto lifestyle that gives you confidence, that makes you feel good. Because I believe 100% you could find that balance and have the best of both worlds where you could enjoy a glass or two of wine or your ice cream, but still be primarily keto. So that's that's kind of where people focus on, you know, 80% of the time they're following a, maybe a strict diet or they're eating as healthy as they can. And then 20% is kind of that leeway. Now, again, for most people, that's very difficult, right? It's, you know, when people say everything in moderation, it's like the worst thing ever, right? Because it's, it's, you know, it doesn't, what does it really mean? Like everything in moderation, well, you could still gain weight and not feel good with foods in moderation, depending on what it is. Um, and a lot of times for people, they have difficulty with moderation, right? Because what is moderation, you know? And that's where I think for you, it's how do you find that balance where you start tweaking what you eat? You start adding in a quarter cup of quinoa and realizing that it's not going to affect you negatively and just gauging how you feel. Like, do you have more energy that day? Do you not? Do you feel more sluggish? Okay. At least you tried it next day. You can remove the quinoa. Um, but you know, for that, maybe it's more fiber or maybe you need more protein to help keep you satiated. I think for you that keto is very strict. So sometimes it could be very black and white where it's like, you're either on it or you're off it. Um, and I think that's where a lot of these diets oftentimes fail us because 
We think that we're a failure if we can't follow the diet exactly to what it should be. Um, and to realize that there's plenty of people doing keto out there completely wrong, but they think that they're doing it right because there was miseducation, right? You know, I saw the other day, I was in Costco and it was these like coconut clusters and they wrote keto on it. You know, it had brown rice sh- like syrup in it and sugar. And I'm like, how is that keto? But you know, brands are just kind of like throwing around these words now because what do consumers do? They look for a product that has the word keto so they know that they can eat it or it's validating that it's okay for them to eat. Um, so I think that's really important too. And this is definitely the hardest part, Lauren, like is finding that balance and that's what's distinguishing a lifestyle versus diet. Yeah, I, I hate diets because I, with my past history of having an eating disorder, I can get into the realm we used to call it like scary foods in treatment. Like quinoa on a keto diet is a, a scary food because you're like, oh no, it's going to mess up all of my progress. But I mean, I don't want keto to like stop me from enjoying my life and just obsess about it because even yesterday this this guy said to me he's like let me take you to texas roadhouse or something like this place i've really been wanting to go to but i'm like oh no tomorrow i'm starting keto so i you know i can't go on this date until like i stop my diet next november like it's just (laughs) like not feasible in everyday life you know i don't want to be sitting there with a freaking like caesar salad at this Texas place (laughs) like it's just and then so how do you say to yourself where if you're looking at your week you're gonna go on this date how do you say to yourself all right I have this date on Saturday I'm going to eat the best that I can eat throughout the entire week and including Saturday you know before Texas Roadhouse I'm going to fill my body with plenty of water and I'm going to eat a nutrient-dense breakfast and lunch full of veggies this way I'm not famished by the time I go to Texas Roadhouse so you go there and you could enjoy whatever meal you would like Maybe you don't eat the whole thing. Maybe you take home some of it. Um, But you have to find a way to enjoy the moments. Um, And I, I think for most of us, it's how do we not make food kind of rule our life in a way? Where how does food become kind of something that's mindless? You know, we just... We eat because we need to fuel our body and provide our body with nutrients um, and not think too much about it. You know, I remember for myself when I had tried keto or any other diet, I would become obsessed with, oh my God, I can't eat a banana because a banana has 25 grams of sugar. And, you know, it comes to the point where... It is a fruit. It's not the same type of sugar as I would be getting from a candy bar or ice cream or something like that. So is a banana really that bad? You know, it's not. And And for me, what has helped me drastically is understanding that when you're focusing on eating whole foods and fruits and vegetables and your grains and beans, those foods serve a purpose in your body. They are providing your body with different types of nutrients, fiber, protein, in order for your body to function properly, um, in order for you to feel good and understanding that everyone's so different. So someone might try the keto diet and do extremely well on it. Another person might be vegan and do extremely well on that. Now, if they switch to each other's diets, maybe they don't perform well. Um, So understanding that where we see in the news and the media with all these different ways of eating and all these different diets, it's extremely overwhelming because, you know, people say keto is the best. Other people say a vegan diet is the best. So 
you need to find what works best for you because these people that have done these diets and have been successful, it works for their body, but it doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. And I think too, we only see one side of these people in a way where, you know, they claim to be keto, but you know, come on, do they maybe indulge once in a while um, and eat a burger or whatever it is? So how do you find this balance that you could feel good about yourself? And I believe that you can, right? It's just this consistency. How do most of the time that you eat really healthy? And for you, I think in this last month, it might be longer than a month now, but it's kind of been a challenge because you went to Virginia you came home from Virginia, um, you know, and you weren't feeling that great because, again, you had overindulged, which, which is okay, right? You wanted to enjoy your vacation, and then you got back into keto, and then you went away again. Um, so now it's kind of been, you know, two months of up in the air and back and forth, which could be a challenge. Um, but knowing that, hey, it happens. And you know what to do. You know what has worked well for you. It's kind of how do you give yourself more consistency so you don't feel deprived in order to overindulge. Yeah, exactly. That's why I love keto because I know what to do. Mm-hmm. But sort of similar to what you said, um, one of the things with when I do keto, I'm very strict with it until I go away but unfortunately I'm not going on any more vacations for a while um but I in the same token like I do have a very obsessive personality and like with my history of bulimia that's why I enjoy keto because on keto I don't binge at all but when I go off keto I notice like that urge to binge comes back so that's why it's kind of scary because the last few days I'm like damn that's still in me You know, even though I've been clean of my eating disorder for a few years now, like I still feel that like primal urge. So it's just kind of like frightening because I'm like, is that ever going to go away? Like, will I ever have a healthy relationship with food and my body? So, yes, yes. And, you know, I think that what you should see is that you're acknowledging it. Right. Um, And two, is it the obsessive behavior or is it the excessive amount of sugar that you're intaking that's making you want to eat more sugar? So, you know, what's the difference? Is it an obsessive behavior or is it what you're eating that's really triggering you to eat more of it? Probably a little bit of both, but when, you know, keto, you don't really have sugar, so you don't crave it because it's not in your body. You kind of like detox yourself of the sugar. So that's a really good point because sugar is like an addictive substance, they say. So, yes, yep. Yeah. You know, and I think too, where also sometimes we form habits, right? It's kind of like the person that needs dessert after every, you know, dinner or something like that. Do you really need that dessert or is that become a habit? Um, so is it that need for chocolate or is it just you're used to that routine? You know, every night you're having a piece of chocolate. So it becomes just second nature and you feel like you need that piece of chocolate. Um, so for you, I, I, you know, the hardest part, right, is that life is a journey and you know, we're never going to get to this place in our life where we're like, oh my God, everything is perfect. I, you know, I eat perfectly. My job is perfect. Like I have enough money. Like nothing is ever going to be perfect. So it's kind of understanding that, enjoying the process and using this time as a learning experience for yourself. And the more that you could relate to, okay, a week and a half of overeating or overindulging, I'm not feeling good. The less likely you're going to continue to do that. And maybe you're going to overindulge in a meal or a day or something like that. But no more than that, because you're going to say to yourself, all right, now I'm going to eat this cupcake. I'm going to enjoy it. But 
that's it. You know, the next meal, I'm going to eat full of vegetables or whatever it is. I'm going to drink lots of water. You're going to do whatever you can to kind of subsidize eating that cupcake and knowing that, all right, well, if you ate cupcakes every single day for the next week, you most likely wouldn't feel that great. And then you would probably eat more than one cupcake in a day because you would crave more sugar. So it's kind of relating that feeling to what you're eating. Mm, yeah, that's interesting you said that. Like, bouncing back to your first point, I think when we first started working together, I had pistachios at, like, 10 o'clock at night every night. And then I, you mentioned that I was so used to it, so I tried stopping one day, and I started having tea at night instead. Yep. So now I have tea instead of, you know, a snack at, like, 10 o'clock at night. But um, for in regards to the sugar and craving sugar... I really don't enjoy binge eating anymore. I think I used to really like have such a high pleasure in the food. But the last few days, I think for me, I use it not just because I am craving that sugar high and like all the endorphins that come when you eat sugar, but I was just binging because I was feeling really crappy about myself. And it came back to, it's like a self-esteem body image thing because this summer I had like I had an amazing summer but I've been having a lot of like boy problems rejection wise like I've noticed every guy I ask out says no and I and here I thought about this today I'm like I think the reason why it hurts so much is because when I felt my most beautiful like when I lost like 35 pounds and I was feeling so confident it still wasn't good enough so I think my body image and my self-esteem has really just taken a toll and it's just kind of wounded my confidence, honestly. And that's why I was binge eating, possibly. Yep, yep. And these guys, like, do you meet them online? Or do you know them in person? Or... I'm not a fan of, like, the Tinder dating apps, honestly. Okay. Um, it's more organic for me. Like, I meet them okay. in person. Yeah. And, you know, I think, right, none of us like rejection. Whether it's for the opposite sex or, you know, whoever we're dating or if it's work-related or, um, you know, anything we do, like, nobody wants really criticism or rejection. Um, and knowing that it's not yourself, right? You know, I would hate for you to feel that rejection and it hurt your confidence. It's kind of like when someone rejects you, it's, all right, well, sorry, it's their loss, or then they're not good enough to be with you um, because they don't realize your full potential. So, you know, I I get where, you, where you're coming from. It's kind of how do you change that in your head where it's like, all right, well, they said no, it's their loss, or that one wasn't meant to be. Um, you know, so realizing that it's not you that it could just be I don't know like maybe it's not right for them in their life or maybe they're not confident in themselves um or maybe they have other things that are going on in their life that they're not ready to commit to going out with someone um and you know I'm sure that is extremely challenging but I would hate for you to think that it's you. And I do believe that, you know, when the right person comes along, you're going to know it and they're going to appreciate you and they're going to love you for who you are and do everything in their power to pick you up and, um, you know, tell you how much they love you and appreciate you and how beautiful you are. So, you know, don't let other people dictate the way that you feel about yourself, that a lot of times that they might be dealing with their own personal issues, so it has nothing to do with yourself. So I think for your for you is to continue, like, you know, last time we spoke, you were so positive, you were feeling great about yourself. It's how do you continue that, right? You're going back on keto and knowing too, everybody has bad days. Like there's days that, you don't feel great about yourself and maybe you feel bloated or, you know, anything, right? And that could relate to your looks or a 
personal level or your job or whatever it may be. And knowing it's okay to feel that way. Um, and I think a lot of times, especially what we see in social media, it's like everything's supposed to be great and everything's supposed to be, you know, quote unquote, perfect. But that's not real life. So, you know, we all have bad days. We all have days that we just don't feel like doing anything. And maybe that's your body telling you that you need to rest a little more. Um, And just knowing tomorrow's a new day. But don't ever let someone else tell you how you should feel about your body. Um, Or let rejection make you feel that way. Yeah, it's so hard for me to... It's a practice. I've gotten better at it, but I think I internalized these things so much because I grew up like getting bullied and like with all this past shit that made me not think I had worth. So it kind of just like triggers that a little bit and I blame everything on, oh, he doesn't like me because I'm fat or oh, they said no to me because I'm too tall. Like it I always um personalize it when really mm-hmm. like you mentioned it doesn't really have anything to do with me. Yep. So then when you start thinking that, like, oh, he didn't go out with me because I'm too fat, which is obviously not true, you know, (laughs) saying in your mind, okay, he said no to me because maybe he's not ready to commit or maybe he's going through his own personal issues and saying it has nothing to do with me. I am beautiful. I am worthy. Um, You know, I am confident. And that will start to intrigue more people. And maybe when you least expect it, that's when, you know, a guy is going to come into your life and that's going to be worthy of your time. So, you know, as you continue, right, it's like you're going to continue to work on yourself. We're all working on ourselves. Um, And again, no one's perfect, but how do you provide progress um and practice to yourself so you're continuing to move forward and it's kind of consistency right baby steps and that equals a large much larger step and also realizing how far you've come since you know march or february whatever it is and you know taking time to write down that of all of your accomplishments and the way that you feel and maybe for yourself too you need to write down how like when did you feel your best it was on keto it was during the summer you know i bought all these clothes i was never in a swimsuit and i felt confident in a swimsuit this summer so all of those great things are huge accomplishments for you um thus far and you're gonna just continue to grow um but it doesn't mean that you're not going to have to fight these battles right and you know our mind is you know you i you were going to school for psychology right like you know your mind is extremely complex and challenging and that is probably harder to rewire than it is teaching yourself what and what not to eat yeah it's like unlearning old habits but it's it, I actually bought three pairs of jeans, like, a couple of weeks ago, and it's the first time I've worn jeans in three years, so that, that like, made me cry, because I was like, oh my god, I haven't worn jeans in forever, but I actually, today, I deleted all my social media accounts, um, right. because, as you mentioned prior, I think I was on, like, this upswing for so long, I was having good day after good day after good day, and then I started having, like, a bad day or two, and I was just like, oh, no, like, this is the end. I'm doomed. So kind of what you mentioned before, I wasn't really allowing myself to just have a bad day. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, and knowing that that's that's real life, right? You know, if people don't have a bad day, then, you know, you're almost not human in a way. And there's, of course, things you could do to make it better, right? You know, you could wake up each morning and be like, today's a good day for a good day and, and try to make the best out of each situation. But again, that's difficult to do and you're okay to, you know, it's okay to have a bad day and it's okay not to feel your best or maybe you don't feel confident that day. But, you know, tomorrow's a new day then you start over you know try not to let that one day go into you know a week worth of not feeling good um because then in that matter how do you do things to you know 
change that direction into a more positive way um, in order to make yourself feel better. So, you know, and two, it's if you don't love yourself first, nobody's going to be able to love you. Um, and knowing, knowing that, right, you need to be comfortable in your own skin with your own body. And once you have that confidence, which you do, then other people could start loving you. Um, and then it's, you don't really care what people think of you, right? It's kind of like getting that mentality, like, I don't give a shit about, like, if somebody likes me or not, right? You know, and that's very hard to acquire, right? You know, it's like a lot of the times we want everyone to like us. And, you know, that's just not going to happen. I mean, it's okay, right? And some people might not like you because maybe it's jealousy or whatever the case may be, but it's just understanding that you're not going to like everyone. Not everyone's going to like you. And how do we start to let go of what other people think of us? Because other people's perception of you or I really don't matter if at the end of the day, you know who you are and you're happy with yourself and you're confident in your own body and you love yourself because that's the most important. So, you know, don't let anyone take that away from you. And, you know, a stupid guy that again, doesn't realize your worth. It's like, (laughs) good. It wasn't worth your time to deal with him. Absolutely. I believe in that for sure that things don't happen or they do happen for, you know, it's for the best, but it's just, that's a goal to not really get caught up in other people's validation or attention. So yeah, I'm working on right now. (laughs) You know, and I I think something that I had um, been dealing with, like for another client and even sometimes like in my own life too, I'm sure everybody could relate to this. It's kind of like, Oh, like this is happening. Like what, you know, of course this is happening. Like to me, this is just my luck of something bad happens. And it's like, why is this happening? Like, you know, this makes me sad or unhappy, whatever it may be. But taking that thought process and saying, this is happening for me. So when one door shuts, another one will open. And how do we seek opportunity in a time where we feel that a door has closed or there is no opportunity for us? So um, again, when we start thinking about negative thoughts, how do we take the time to rephrase those into a more positive thought so that it's changing the way that we think, it's changing the way that we feel. So, you know, instead of things happening to you that are negative, how, you know, why this is happening for you and what is what is it going to teach you? What are you going to learn from it? And that's the most important. Um, you know, I think for you too, it's how are you being more in tune with your body and the way that you feel? And when you're eating, you're eating more intuitively and you're being more mindful and, you know, you're just listening to your body. And a lot of times we also underestimate how smart our body is, you know, like we don't have to think to breathe, right? Like our body, our, our heart doesn't stop beating Our you know, we're breathing constantly. So we are built to heal ourselves. Um, and what's most important is for you and I and for everyone to nurture their body. So what can you do to nurture yourself and make you feel good? So, and it could be little things like drinking more water. You knew you weren't drinking enough water. So, you know, that's something that you know is a small, you know, a small tweak that you can make even this this week where maybe you're not feeling that good you might be detoxing a little bit from sugar um and you know shifting to a lower carb but adding in more water maybe adding some lemon into that water um and then fueling yourself with lots of vegetables or maybe a smoothie and salads things like that that are gonna help feel you know make you feel better yeah absolutely i think Sometimes I'm sure more people than just me, but we can become so attached to like feeling bad or a certain type of way because the last few days I was just watching Netflix and getting Grubhub every day or DoorDash. And then today I'm like, okay, I'm not feeling good because of this. So today I'm committing to exercising 
and like journaling or something. So yesterday I took a walk and I journaled and you know, I still got the DoorDash, but I was feeling so much better than the day before. And today I did not spend so much money on food. Instead, I I exercised and I meditated. So I think it's about just doing little things every day that make you feel good until it kind of becomes a habit. Exactly. And how do you make that attainable? Like, I'm not sure if I told you, but for me, movement has been an extremely challenging area for me where, you know, I worked in the city and I always walked and I'm like, oh, once I move to Long Island, I'm going to have so much time to work out. Well, that never happened. So movement and consistent movement has been the biggest challenge for me. And two, I know in the morning I'm not so great. And then by the afternoon or the night, I'm like, oh, I'm too tired. I don't have enough time. But, you know, I shifted my mindset from saying, oh, I don't have time to being like, you're full of crap that you do have time because if you're watching TV or you're on social media, you have time to go for a walk, even if it's 10 minutes or on the treadmill, whatever it is. So for me, it finally stuck where I said to myself, all right, five times, five times a week, I'm going to hit my 10,000 step goal. So, and now I'm on week five and it's like, I don't tell this, you know, to, you know, show you that I I've done it. It's more to say like, look, I've freaking failed at this for years and struggled with it. So it takes time and you just have to find one thing that you can consistently do. And it's kind of like no excuses. You're going to do this one task and that's it. And your goal is whether it's five times a week or six times a week, every day, whatever it is, that's non-negotiable. So if it's writing in your journal and it doesn't have to be related to weight, right? Because health and wellness is not just about your weight. It's not just about the number on the scale. It's how you feel. So even for me doing the 10,000 steps five times a week, I haven't seen any decrease or change in my weight. And that's okay, right? Because I feel good about myself that I've actually committed to something. I feel good that I'm being more active, that times that I would just sit on the couch or just, you know, not do any type of activity that I'm doing 20 minutes on the treadmill. So you see progress in so many different ways. And then it's, you're, it's building blocks, right? It's like, how do you add on to journaling every day? Once you consistently do that for a month, what else can you add on? So then, like you said, it becomes a habit. Mm, Exactly. I would, I'd love to go back to hot yoga but I just, I can't. Like, I really want to do it because it makes me feel amazing. But the whole mask thing, like, I refuse to do yoga in a mask because I'm someone that taught yoga. Like, it's all about the breath. How do you expect, especially hot yoga, with a mask? So I don't know how that related to anything you just said. <laughs> but I guess it's okay. the movement. I, I agree with you because I really enjoyed hot yoga too and I I feel the same way I just I won't go back if I have to wear a mask no yeah I understand why they're doing it obviously but I just feel like it defeats the purpose you know entirely but I have to get back to working out because just not working out the last couple weeks I I worked out today for the first time I'm like I can't even do a (laughs) push-up so it's crazy how the body adapts so quickly to you know any type of lifestyle yeah exactly and you know how is your ankle feeling yeah, before I went to Vegas, I ran. It's it's so weird. It's been a couple months now, but I still feel it if I walk the wrong way or if I run too much. It still hurts. So it's it's a little frustrating, but I've really been trying to learn as much as I can about like the body's ability to heal because you know, the last couple of weeks I've been really kind of depressed and just not able to focus, but I do have an appointment with my doctor tomorrow and I I'm thinking as we're having this conversation, you know, like, I don't want to just jump to, oh, put me on an SSRI, you know, and kind of like put a bandaid over the problem. Cause I really feel like 90% of it is due to lifestyle, like not drinking enough water, not, you know, with this whole jet lag and sleep and not working out and eating right. 
your they say like serotonin is producing the gut and your gut health has so much to do with your mental health so i think instead of jumping to a pill which you know a lot of people do there's nothing wrong with that but i'd rather heal the issue than just try to conceal it yeah and you know knowing that it takes time to heal right now for you too you had been running a lot so are there other activities or can you like is there a bike that you could ride or something like that to have less impact on it um where or maybe you're focusing on your upper body where you could have you know whether it's four weeks or whatever the time frame is to see if there's any improvement um you know and and see how you feel also are you icing it on you know are you focusing on reducing the inflammation in your body which you know we all know eating more sugar is going to increase the inflammation alcohol is going to increase the inflammation so again not to say you did anything bad it's perfectly fine but this next month can you um you know watch your sugar or try to reduce inflammation. Maybe at night you're drinking with your tea, some ginger tea um, or turmeric could help with inflammation. So adding some things into your diet that could help with fight the inflammation that could benefit you as well. Um, if you don't want to go to the route of just taking a pill. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I've never tried um, turmeric in tea before because it has such a like a potent taste to it I could really only have it in small amounts before it becomes overwhelming <laughs> they have have you ever tried a golden milk tea I've never tried that before oh I have to send it to you it's really good it's made with coconut milk but you can use an almond milk or like whatever type of milk you want um usually like there is like a little maple syrup in it but you could just omit it when it comes to working out, I feel super guilty if I don't exercise one day, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that's, it's not healthy because you're not supposed to be constantly worrying about exercising all the time. Like one day of rest is probably better for your body than going seven days a week, you know? Exactly. So how do you instill in your mind telling yourself that your body needs to rest because if you don't allow your body to rest then it's not going to be able to rejuvenate your cells you're not going to be able to heal your muscles can't grow so all of these things it's essential for your body to rest um or else you're most likely not going to feel your best you're going to overwork your body so continuing to tell yourself and you know remind yourself that it's healthy to rest that your body needs to rest and on your rest days if you're feeling guilty how do you spend time stretching or doing a little yoga or you know if you have a foam roller and things like that because a lot of times none of us take the time to stretch we don't really see the importance of it but it has a huge importance um in our life so you know maybe taking that two or three days or whatever it is a week and saying those days where i'm not doing cardio i'm going to focus on stretching or maybe some breathing exercises and doing meditation um and kind of doing it as almost like a trade-off where you know you have your days that you're going to work out and then you have your days that you're going to focus on your met you know your mental aspect of it um and making sure because working out our mental aspect is probably just as important if not more important than working out our body Yes. So, and oftentimes we forget about our, you know, just mental awareness that it takes time to, you know, focus on and and work through issues. So, um, you know, working towards that. So, you know, starting to remove the guilt and I know that's challenging and it's going to take time, but when you do feel guilty, how do you reassure yourself that, you know, telling yourself like, Lauren, this is healthy for me. Like my body needs to rest in order for me to get to the next level. I need to take that time to relax and rest. And so my cells could rejuvenate and my body could restore itself because if I overwork myself, that's where we leave. You know, that's where you're going to move 
backwards, um, you know, in possibly hurting yourself again, and then you're kind of starting over. So you don't want to go back to straight, you know, straining your other ankle or something, God forbid, because you know how far that has set you back in terms of being able to feel good and work out to the capacity that you would like. Yeah, I definitely don't want to get another injury for sure. That is not yeah. fun. <laughs> you know, and there's plenty of people that did like triathlons and, you know, extreme workouts. And unfortunately, they didn't realize the importance of stretching um, or using the foam roller until they couldn't walk or until they weren't feeling good. So, um, you know, even in our daily activities, if we're on a computer all day, a lot of times we're like hunched over. So how important it is to make sure that we're stretching our back, we're trying to stand up straight, all of these things, because our everyday life is not putting us in the optimal position, um, you know, and looking down or looking on the computer. So how do we spend time to just stretch out our neck or our backs or whatever it may be? And, you know, you wrote that book and hopefully it helps, you know, at least one person, if not many and many, many people. So, um, you know, I think that that is, you know, a part of your purpose on this world and is to share your experiences. So hopefully other women don't have to go through it. Yeah. Um, and in the same time, you know, uh, growing yourself and and realizing that everyone's human no one's perfect and it takes constant work right but you know growing is essential to our lives because if you're not growing you're dying so you know but also being okay with where you are and don't you know, don't feel like you have to grow too quickly. Um, where again, these baby steps, how do you become consistent with these things? So, you know, I, I think you're doing so great. And, you know, I would like for you to, in these next couple of weeks is when you're feeling bad about yourself or not confident or guilty about something is how do you take that negative thought in your mind or that negative thought to yourself and switch it to a positive um, and, and really focus on that. And then how do you focus on eating more intuitively? And if keto works for you, then that's great. But also how do you maybe add in a little ice cream if you want to, or if you're going on a date, you allow yourself to go to the Texas road, roadhouse and just be present and enjoy the moment.